0: All-State, two-year starter, and rush in for the Big Red and NFL bet. Use Dugness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, don't do the Reno if you're not into the whole brevity thing. It's Blackshirt, Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, Tail Varsity, and we're presented by Currency. Some Husker thoughts, some NFL takes from the playoff weekend. We welcome in Blackshirt Husker NFLer Jay Moore at J. Moore forty four on Twitter. Uh, Jay, long time no see. How we doing on a Monday?
1: Yeah, good to uh, get to chat with you again. It was it was good to watch uh, some football with you yesterday, Shmitty. We have it's been a minute, and uh, but it's good overall the all for a Monday, I'll, I'll
0: take it. We just huddle up uh, for a Cincinnati playoff game, which is cool because that means uh, your roommate, Zach Taylor, has been getting into the playoffs pretty regularly and uh, no, uh, no hiccup in Buffalo where it felt like destiny belonged to the Bills, right? They have built up. They have been knocking on that Super Bowl door and Jay the Bengals had other thoughts. Just your quick impression of of the game plan Zach and the offensive coordinator Callahan put together. I mean, this thing was a blowout.
1: Yeah. Obviously rather, not not rather, not surprised by any means, but I do think, I thought it was going to be a, a closer game, mm-hmm. as did a lot of people, but just the ability for Cincinnati to run the ball. You know, 172 total yards rushing. Uh, the 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 one-two punch of, of Mixon and, and Pirine, uh, you know, and that was just, it was, they were just tough to stop. And then he just threw in the the nice, you know, intermediate passing game of, of Joe Burrow to his receivers. It wasn't, you know, in those conditions, it's hard to stretch the field. Uh, they tried to a couple times, but they just kind of gave what the defense has taken. And that's just kind of what the, uh, Brian Callahan and Zach Taylor, their offenses do. You know, they'll, they'll take, will take they will take their shots here, you know, every now and then. But hey, let's we're okay, you know, getting chase, you know, on a eight yard comeback route, and getting T. Higgins, you know, on a on a, you know, a eight yard, you know, out route. And we're just gonna we're just gonna chip away, and we're gonna own that time possession. We're gonna move the football, and we're gonna rely on our defense, pretty dang good as well. So rather, yeah, rather surprised that the game turned out the way it is. But Cincinnati just kind of found them. They're, their way this year, you know, they started off rather slowly. Uh, Joe was just getting, you know, a, he, he had to come and had him for all angles early, early uh, in those first couple of games where they lost this, this uh, early this year. But they they found their way, and they know who they are, and that ability to run the ball up there against a Buffalo defense, who now I I, I do forget they are without Von Miller, mm-hmm. and I just would like to know if you know that defense would have been. Uh, quite a bit better with Von Miller um, on the edge, but it isn't. They don't have him. He was, you know, here at his knees. So, the, their ability to kind of take a makeshift, makeshift offensive line, because they've had some injuries as well, and just go up there and do what they did. I think Burrow was only sacked one time. Had a couple pressures there, here and there. That's going to happen in the playoffs. But just the ability to, to run the ball and hold Buffalo's offense to 10 points. I mean, that was, that's, that's baffling as well. That's, that's crazy. I, mean, I don't, I don't even, when the last time I don't think the Buffalo's ever scored that that low point total since Josh Allen has been there. And then you know, interesting to see how um, things kind of shake out for Buffalo here in this off season. Um, you know, obviously without with ball heading up to uh, with the Giants this past mm-hmm. year, so their offense kind of well, struggled a little bit at times this year. But Cincinnati, I got to tell you what, take my hats off to to them and how they how they perform, man, and they're hot. And it seems like this team plays better on the road. That's what they did last year, uh, beat the Raiders last year in wild cards and went to Tennessee and beat the Titans and then the Divisional, obviously went to Kansas City where they'll be at again this year. So I, it's going uh, to be a heck of a yeah, Sunday watching them go down to KC again. Now, Jay,
0: my mind after watching that game yesterday goes back to a quote from Matt Rule at the opening press conference. That's that he wants to build a team that's constructed for the weather in which his team plays, and that's kind of where my mind went yesterday. Do you think that was the difference between the the Bengals and the Bills, that the Bengals have a team that's been constructed to, to win in the elements? This is now the second straight year they've gone, and whenever January rolls around, it seems like they're playing their best football.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Buffalo could not run the football. Yeah, they got to figure that out as well, and – They've, Josh Josh Allen has been was has been such an integral part of that run game. I know they they did it a couple times, but mainly his most I think he only had like twenty seven total yards running. Um I know he got I mean he was getting hit left and right. But he did a good job of escaping a lot of pressures and, and getting rid of it when he could. But yeah, they've spent on the football. That's that was that's Buffalo's problem. That's you know, and they they know they're gonna play in conditions. They know once, you know, October rolls around they're gonna play in some some pretty tough conditions up in, in upstate New York, so that was very surprising. But not, it, it, I'll say it's even it was more surprising, though, for for the bill or for the excuse me for the Bengals able to run the football the way they did because like they lost, they've lost offensive linemen all over the place this year. Uh, they were trying to get Andrew Whitworth to come out of retirement almost to try to come and play for them. So that was just their ability to do that in in those conditions at home against a really good Buffalo team. It's it's very very uh, so surprising and uh, I, like I said they are playing their best football hopefully they guys keep you know carrying this thing on into Kansas City and then, and hopefully into Phoenix for the Super Bowl.
0: You know one of the Bengals riders for the Athletic did a, just a wonderful kind of post-mortem of, of this win and Buffalo I should say Cincinnati has been Buffalo has been patted on the back all year right you were 13 seconds away and then there's Cincinnati, where hey, that was that was a fun Cinderella run, and, and you might be a playoff team moving forward. But you know what? We don't expect too much of you because it's really Kansas City and Buffalo's division. Well, uh, Cincinnati's been keeping receipts of disrespect as it's been titled in this mm-hmm. in this column, and speak a little bit to what makes Zach Taylor tick, your roommate, your dear friend, head coach of Cincinnati. Uh, a guy that oh by the end of a game even at Nebraska you're like man what 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 a what a gamer what a ball player what a tough s o b and oh yeah there's talent with all those traits and he's carried it forward through his coaching life and mm-hmm. he's he is he's working his way if not already to one of the top coaches in in the NFL with what he's done yeah he has talent they've drafted well but he knows what he's what he's wanted to do from a construction standpoint and that's build with defense have a run game and then have some elite guys I mean that receiving crew is is incredible but yet they they're always willing to be run first, even with a guy like Joe Burrow. It's interesting in that they have Joe Burrow on those receivers, and it does not feel like their offense is predicated upon those guys. That's what I think is incredible about that this Bengals team right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's Jay. It's 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 so mature. It's the best word I can I can uh, you know tag with this Cincinnati mindset offensively is is they know what their formula is to win. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, they do. They know they know they are, and if you're going to take away Jamar Chase, well who's covering T. Higgins. If you want to take away those two. Okay, then you got Hayden Hurst, the tight end who couple caught a couple of balls and one for a touchdown yesterday. So they have they have multiple weapons. I know Jamar Chase gets all the attention, but I mean T's been really, really good. Hayden Hurst, uh, I know there's other wide receivers I can't think of on top of my head, but then obviously you go you mix in P Ryan, that one two combo, you know, that, that they're be able to just commit to the run game and they haven't They've struggled at times to run the ball this year, just like everyone else has. But, they're, but they know, and that's the, that's the beauty about playoff football. It's the purest of, 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 of it all. And it comes down to who can run the football and who can get stops on defense. And that's exactly what Cincinnati did. You just look to, how, you know, these, most of these playoff games, it's just the same down the board. Okay, who can run the football? and Who's able to get off the field on third down and, and create turnovers and get stops? And that's just going to be, that's going to be football. For for as long as you know, for as long as the game's gonna be around, that's that's just gonna be the one-two punch. That's the one. That's the recipe uh, for for sustainable you know programs, whether it's in college or the NFL. But but to Zach, you know, he is he is one of the most um, down-to-earth you know human beings. I've said that multiple times, but I think the guy has carried a chip on his shoulder from day one. And, you know, coming out of Norman, Oklahoma, wasn't very highly recruited, went to Wake Forest, left there after his freshman year, goes to Butler, you know, Community College. And Butler was really, really good. And I, they might have won a JUCO National Championship. Was there. I, I don't remember, but I know I feel like between Zach and Kenny Wilson and Fran Hardy, a bunch of them just came up to Nebraska all at one time. So I know they were really good. And he just developed. And he was just – he has this, this competitiveness about him that – it's pretty quiet. You don't you don't know that, but until you get up, get amongst it, and he is the dude, he, he runs hot, and it's, it's you don't know it a lot of times, but I'll, you know you'll you'll see it every now and then when a referee makes a bad call or something. It it starts to show, but then you got to see a little bit of what I love about Zach too is his comments. You know after the game, and it's like you know what I I'm sorry guys, you keep screwing up your plans. I know you had all this this off this uh, neutral site game plan. You know you're trying to line up coin toss people and all these things and do this and that. And I'm, we just keep screwing it up. You know, I'm sorry. And just the sarcasticness is just, cause he knows, like he knows that they are hoping for that Buffalo, uh, Kansas city neutral site game, you know, and, and if, if, if the injury to Hamlet doesn't happen, you know, they're probably, you know, that easily could have been the, been the two seed, but you know, they kind of, the whole coin flip thing and all that. So they, they know what's going on. They know that they've been slighted and they're, they're, Zach's taken that chip chip on the shoulder that he's had and he's and he's taken along with them. and he's 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 given it to his team as well. they I mean, know that they not too many people expect him to be in this position how you alluded to already earlier. And uh, not too many people expect him to go up to Buffalo and win, and they did, and they did it handily, and uh, that I've loved his comments after the game. Just just showed you it's a it's a very quiet he's very quiet, humble, but he's he has that inner the inner fire that all great, you know, college quarterbacks have, and and great head coaches have to have, because you have to be calm under, you know, at the surface, but inside, there's got to be something else going, and in a in a in a fire that's burning, and and uh, Zach, Zach definitely has that. I think he just kind of displayed that a little bit, nothing too crazy, but just enough to say, like, hey, we know we, we know what you guys are saying about us. We know we hear things. Uh, we're, <laughs> our apologies that we keep messing up your plans, but. We're going, to keep on, we're going to keep on doing what we're doing, and we plan to go ruin some plays in Kansas City next weekend.
0: Jay Moore with us. It's Hale Varsity Radio, Blackshirt Husker NFLer. Jay Moore, is. Uh, we'll have more with Jay on the NFL playoffs. Uh, Jay, a longtime vet, played with the Rams, Cowboys, Titans, and, of course, drafted by the 49ers. We'll get into San Fran, Jay's Ooh. team, coming up. But unique relationship, and Jay's always been – Awesome to give us some time on his buddy and dear friend Zach Taylor continues his run in Cincinnati. More with Jay Moore in the NFL weekend next. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Jay Moore is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Uh, Zach Taylor, uh, Jay's roommate, dear friend, uh, college teammate, Cincinnati onto the AFC title game again. W- what? A little bit further on that alter ego, like just give me a little bit more on on Zach. Is he a screamer, or is it just kind of like a oh he's got a crazy look in his eye, like Harry and Dumb and Dumber?
1: <laughs> no, he just he he's a guy that when you talk, you better when he talks, you better listen because he means it. He's not a BSer. He's not a, a a super chatty guy. But when he when he says something, he means it. He's not he, he's not fooling himself. He doesn't. Say things just the same. He means it when he says it, and that's why I think his ability as a coach—that's why it, it does so well in the NFL. Because you can get some, some guys that can talk it, talk it very, very well, but you know it, they might not be able to live it, or it's kind of one of those "do as I say, not as I do" type of situations. Uh, and I think Zach is a—he's a just a phenomenal human being, a, a great family man. Uh, him and his wife Sarah are two outstanding people, raising great family. Um, he's he, and that's what's first, first and foremost, most important to him. He's not. It's not about hey, look at me. He's not on social media. Like I said, he's not doing commercials, but he still has that ability to command a room, command his team, have control of his staff, but also have freedom to his staff. You know, let his guys. He's not a. He, and he's not a micromanager. He just he just lets his guys go do his thing. You can see his team. They play loose. I mean, out there doing snow angels and and just having fun when they play. Um, so it it's, a, it's, it's a perfect mix of just everything. That's why I think he, he's had so much success, just because it's, it's just, okay, let's, get, let's let my coaches coach to their best ability. Let's put our players in the best spot every game to win at what, in whatever way possible, and we're going to have fun doing it. And if it doesn't work, I'll take the blame for it, and we'll go and create something else. And he's not too hard-headed, not too stubborn to know when it's wrong and he needs to change. And I think you can, you've seen that along his coaching career as well. So just a great mix of everything. Um, just, and not surprised, you know, his family he comes from an awesome family. Uh, his mom and dad were, were two outstanding people as well. Uh, so it's pretty cool just to see the evolution of Zach and, and what he's become because first and foremost, he is such a, a great human being and a great person. But to see that, that fire that he had, I, I saw at Nebraska, Come out here and just, you know, he's becoming one of the best coaches in the NFL.
0: Jay, your 49ers, uh, able to to outlast Dallas. Philly is up next. We'll uh, wrap the NFL here with some thoughts on on San Fran here this weekend.
1: Yeah, what a game. I kind of thought it was going to be a rather low scoring game there with those two defenses going. And that just kind of came down to, you know, San Francisco creating the turnovers. And, you know, Dak, we saw the Dak that we kind of you see at times. It just, Careless of the ball I mean he could have gotten there, there was a couple more instances where he, he threw into some coverages and that one late in the game he almost had it should have been a pick six linebacker stepped right in front of him, I think at a tight end and and almost took it in there but I was you know it was uh <laughs> it was it was too close to call the for a minute I didn't know which way that game was going you know you get you get uh six to three Mahersfield gets blocked you know you got all that the Mahar stuff come out again, and then you know San Francisco kind of keeps chipping away, fights back nine to nine to six, you know at half, and then boom, they get a touchdown, and can't remember what the nineteen twelve I think the, mm-hmm. league, the final score was, you know, and they, <laughs> they won that crazy play at the end of the end of the game. I don't know what that was they were thinking of that one, but yeah, just by what you thought, two two of the best defenses in the NFL battling out, and I think the better team won in that game, and it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a heck of a battle in Philly next week at two o'clock on Sunday. It's gonna be with that defense and the playmakers San Francisco has, even though they're playing, you know, with a rookie seventh-round pick quarterback and just seeing what they're able to do and hang with that high-flying, super powerful, you know, Philadelphia Eagles team. I they're mean, they're stacked defensively and offensively, so it's gonna be gonna be that's gonna be an epic one. Jane, a potential 49ers versus Bengals Super Bowl, if it comes to that, have you thought about who you're going to be rooting for? Yeah, you know, that's uh, that's a tough one. But I'll have to go with the Bengals on that one because I still – you want to talk about chips on your shoulder, San Francisco did fire me. So I uh, I still have that one. Even though they drafted me, they gave me the opportunity. But they did fire me. So I still have to uh, – it's one of those like you know blood is thicker than than water in this type of situation. Uh, you know I will have to go with even though Zach's not blood, but uh, it's, it's damn close. So I'll be I'll be cheering on the Zach and just the other you know with, this my relationship with with uh, the Burrow family being at Nebraska when I was there and then you know Stanley Morgan I, you know still on the team. So there's a lot of Nebraska connections on that on the Cincinnati side. So I'll have to I'd, I'd definitely be leaning heavy heavy Bengals.
0: I'm shocked Kansas City's favored but but they are now that could yeah. change between now and in kickoff on Sunday Cincinnati just seems on a roll but just when you think you have things pegged in the NFL you get a bit of a surprise Jay to say goodbye Nebraska football uh, of course that second signing day looms next week he did a lot of signing day Wednesdays with us over the years Nebraska could add as many as 40. Forty new faces, mm-hmm. and how do you how do you juggle and manage all of that? I guess is my question moving forward with rule because you're gonna you're gonna have some attrition, but man, you're going hard and heavy after a, a, a certain athletic type uh, and, and recruiting area uh, in in this uh, short time you've been in charge.
1: Yeah, not surprised. You're gonna have some attrition come whether after winter conditioning going to spring ball or after spring ball with transfers and guys just kind of seeing, you know, what's written on the wall for them at that, at that time frame. I think that's part of it. And I think they'll be able to see just the cuts or whatever it is. that They might just be saying, hey, you're just not what we want or what we're looking for. I, I know that rarely happens at, at Nebraska, but I think that's, that could be part of it as well. But mainly I think they're going to put these guys through quite the ringer in winter conditioning in spring ball. And I don't think it's going to be anything like we saw when I was when Bill Callahan got here. Because so I think there was almost 200 guys in the football team when Bill got here. He was like, this is not manageable. And rightfully so. It's, it's super hard. And I get, you know, it, it ticked a lot of people off because of the walk-on program. That, you know, I was part of it. But he put us through, before we went to spring ball, before we went to spring break, they put us through a two-week grinder. You know, you want to call it a hell week. Obviously nothing close to the hell week that the Navy SEALs face. But they tried to make it as close as possible. You know, it was it was working out at 6 a.m. You had to be at the stadium by 4:30 in the morning to get taped. You did that. You had to go class. You had to come back and lift. And we did that for five days in a row. Got the weekend off, and then again for another five days in a row. Uh, I believe over 60 guys quit in that time. So would it be surprised if a similar situation? A lot of head coaches come in and do that. It's kind of a cleaning house. Let's see who really wants to be here. Let's let's push their limits. I think Bo had a similar situation. He was when he got here back in '08 as well a lot of guys just want to push push these guys to the limits of that. Who really wants it? And uh, you're going you know, to, I would imagine, throughout winter conditioning and spring ball, you're going to. That's going to be that's going to be front and heavy with Matt Rule and his staff. He's, he wants to find out who, who wants to be here and play football and get better and win some football games, and who who likes just being on the football team and getting some free gear every now and then and staying them on the football team. That's what he's trying to separate right now. And I think recruit the guys that you want, and then you know, I mean obviously more than what you can have on scholarship, but then knowing that you're going to have some attrition, boom, you just, you just kind of plug and replace, and you, then you're building a, a roster, and you're heading to, into uh, you know fall camp with guys who you think can help your team going forward to win.
0: Jay Moore with us, uh, Husker Blackshirt, NFLer, and Big Red Wrap-Up co-host. Find him on Twitter at Moore 44 Jay, we'll uh, see how things shake out this weekend with Kansas City and San Fran. Thanks for the time today.
1: Yep, you got it. Thanks, fellas.